Welcome to Friends in Prison. I'm Claire Aronson, and I have 29 friends in prison. Today, I want to talk to you about one of my friends who is not nor has ever been in prison, Father Tobin, who is the pastor of my church and passed away, sadly, on New Year's Day. And the reason that I want to talk to you about Father Tobin is because, like so many things in my life, my interactions with Father Tobin have been intertwined with my letters to my pen pals and my relationships with my pen pals. So um, come on a little journey with me. I'm going to go back about a year, a little more, in a time before COVID, when my daughter Katie had a meeting at the church. And whenever my kids have meetings at the church, I always feel like I, it doesn't really make sense for me to drop them off and then drive home and then stare at the clock and make sure that I'm not late and then drive back to pick them up and then drive home again. So I always just stay at the church. This is one of those times when I write to pen pals um, or I read a book or I chit chat. You know, maybe you've caught on by now that I like to chit chat. So on this particular day, she's got a meeting at the church. It's supposed to last about an hour. And coincidentally, Father Tobin was giving a talk in the parish hall at the same time. So I said, okay, let me go kill some time. I'll, I'll sit in the parish hall and listen to this talk. It was about small Christian communities. And I don't remember the exact focus, if, if it was starting a small Christian community or, or leading one or growing one. Um, but just as a little bit of background, a small Christian community is just what it sounds like, a small Christian community. It is like a book club, but it doesn't necessarily have to be a book club. So um, once you form your group, maybe it's a women's group, a men's group, people from your neighborhood, maybe you invite young families to join. Uh, once you have your group, you discuss, hey, what do we want to do this month? You, we're going to get together once a week probably. And why don't we start by reading this book or practicing this prayer or doing this charitable project? And when you're done reading the book, you don't necessarily have to dive into a new book. You can choose something else to do with your time every month. And so it is nice to explore the different interests of the group. You could learn about the saints. You could learn about different parts of the mass. You could learn about different churches. You could plan a pilgrimage together. Um, and as you get to know your group, you can support each other whenever things come up in life that you need prayers for, that you need uh, meals or some other kind of help, you know, it's really nice to have that Christian community to surround you in those types of times. So I went to this talk. At the time, I think I was a member of a women's small Christian community. So uh, I thought this would be very interesting. How could I enrich the group that I was already a part of? And Father Tobin would talk for a little bit, let us break into little groups and discuss amongst ourselves. And then if something really stood out within our smaller groups, we could share with everyone that was there. So at some point in the night, it was close to the end of the night, he was talking about reaching out to the outskirts of society and how were we in our small Christian communities doing that. It could be working for the food pantry. It could be visiting um, nursing homes or in any way helping the disenfranchised, um, the homeless, the needy in any way. 
And he said, let's let's break up into our small groups. And somebody looked at me and she said, what about you, Claire? And I think a lot of people who were at the church that night work at our food pantry. So that was going to be a pretty typical response. Um, our church also has a thrift store where people work and all the proceeds from that thrift store go to the social concerns office to help people pay their rent or their electricity. You know, and a lot of people are really involved with that. I'm not. So I kind of thought, all right, how am I? The only thing that came to mind was the fact that I write letters to pen pals in prison. So I told my small group that and their faces just lit up like, really? How long have you been doing that? How do you do that? What do you write about? What does that mean? And um, so I told them I, I had never really thought of writing to my pen pals as a ministry. Like I definitely think I think God is pleased that I would write to people in prison. Sure. But I'm sure that God is pleased that I have healthy relationships with my friends. And sometimes I do talk with my friends about what happened in church. And sometimes I do talk with my pen pals about what happened in church. But it's not the sole focus of our letters. And that being said, I don't think it has to be in order for it to be a ministry. You know, when when you reach out to somebody in prison and you're just being silly and, you know, telling goofy jokes. It, it, you're sharing your humanity with them. And that's a ministry, especially to somebody who needs that, that silliness. They need that humanity right then. So in any case, my small group said, Claire, you have to tell Father Tobin. So when we all reconvened, he, uh, opened up the floor and they said, Claire wants to share. And I said, yeah, I um, I write to people in prison. And Father Tobin smiled. And he said, you know, we have a jail in our county, Sharps. And unfortunately, there are so few Catholics who are able right now to visit this jail that every Thursday night they have Catholic night and it is a group of Lutherans who lead Catholic night. And personally, you know, yes, I think it's sad that that we don't have um, Catholics who are able to go to the jail and to minister to those people. But I think it is a beautiful thing that the Lutherans didn't just say, well, nobody's coming here to um, to pray with you. So why don't you join our group? We, we have Lutheran night on Wednesdays. No, they said we will facilitate Catholic night. We will bring Catholic materials and be respectful of the um, the Catholic beliefs and Catholic sacraments. And I just think that's that's really wonderful. So God bless those people from the Lutheran Church. That was really, really, really wonderful. Um, and on a little side note, I'm sure that most of you know, but I do want to just point out that I don't write to people in jail and what the difference is between a jail and a prison. If you are in jail, you are awaiting sentencing so you haven't been to or you are awaiting your trial and you haven't been convicted of anything yet and you either can't make bail or the judge did not allow a bail in your case. Or if you've already been to trial and you've been convicted, you were sentenced to less than one year. So you're able to serve your term in the jail. If you are in prison, you have already been convicted and you have been sentenced to more than one year time served. You can be in jail for more than a year. There are many people who are in jail awaiting their trial for more than a year. 
The good thing is if you plan on pleading guilty, all of that time counts as time served. Um, The bad news is if you plan on pleading not guilty, that you are already serving time for a crime you are not yet convicted of. Um, I don't know anything, so I'm very curious to learn about finding a pen pal in jail. Certainly people who know people in jail can write to them, um, but I don't know anything about pen pal programs for people in jail or how to how to connect with somebody unless you did it through someone they knew. So, uh, so yeah, so let me know. Um, so anyways, I stood up and, and Father Tobin talked about this jail and then he looked at me and he said that, you know, this is a really great ministry. Why don't you write something up and we'll put it in the bulletin? Hmm. Well, like I said, I'd never really considered it to be like a ministry. So, you know, there's, there's this little part of me that's like, wow, that's, that's really neat. And I'm, I'm really glad that so many people are taking an interest in it. On the other hand, I came here to kill some time, not to get homework, but I did. I did go home and did kind of hash out, why do I write to prisoners? And I I looked up some verses, you know, where it specifically said, Jesus told us, when you visited a prisoner, you were visiting me. And I also thought about how important Paul's letters were from prison and how how many people go to a wedding or they insist at their own wedding to include these verses from the letters to the Corinthians, love is patient, love is kind. And anyone who has ever sat at a wedding and felt moved by these words, then you know the impact that a letter from prison can have. Paul was writing from prison thousands of years ago. See how I slipped in thousands when it's been 2,000 years? Just barely 2,000. 2,000 years ago, he was changing people's lives by writing from prison, and he's still changing people's lives with those words. Now, I don't want it to sound that deep. Not every letter that you write or you receive from prison is going to be that impactful. Like I said, it can be goofy. It can be silly. It doesn't have to be something that you have poured your whole heart and soul into. It can just be saying hi. And trust me, that has a huge impact. So anyways, we put the blurb in the bulletin and invited people to contact me if they wanted to learn more about writing to people in prison. And I did get some responses. And I did talk to some people about how to find a pen pal and why I thought it was important and how easy it is. And I did not follow up. I was not prepared at that time to lead a ministry. And I think if I had been, I definitely would have followed up with each of those people. Um, So here I am, fast forward nine, ten months, and I start a podcast. So I started thinking, hey, I should tell those people who said that they were interested in learning about writing to people in prison about the podcast. One of the reasons that I like to write to people in prison is because of the flexibility. If I was to go visit people at the jail, it would have to be a structured time. I would have to make sure I was there for the entire time. It would have to be very specific. But when I write a letter, I can stop in the middle of it and help my kids with something. I can start again. I can uh, forget about it for a day or two and go back to it. I can do it, you know, until 9, 10 o'clock at night. And then go to bed. (laughs) So 
I, I feel the same way about the podcast. We don't have to make an appointment to sit down and have a meeting and talk about pen pals in prison. No, it can be as easy as you listening. Oh, the phone is ringing. Let me stop the podcast. I'm going to go back to it, listen to it some more. Now I, I need to fold some laundry. Let me pick up on that podcast again. And you can get, of course, the the information about how to write to someone in prison, but you can also get the inspiration. What are we going to talk about? Should I send him another letter? Should I find another friend in prison? So I, I wanted to reach out to those people who had talked to me about finding a pen pal and make sure they knew about the podcast. So I told a, a friend of mine, this lady that I know at church, and I, I texted her about it. You know, check out the podcast. You can find it on Spotify, iHeartRadio. Radio. You can find it on Pocket Casts and uh, a number of other places. Let me know where you get your podcasts. So when she saw me at church, um, I think Father Tobin was there too. She said, I saw your text. I'm so excited to check out your podcast. Father Tobin, Claire has a podcast about her friends in prison, about her pen pals. And his response, I have to tell you what I was expecting. I was expecting, oh, that's great. Good luck with that. I'll check it out. But instead, what he said was, we'll have to put that in the bulletin. Let me know how I can help. And it reminded me, Father Tobin sees what I am doing as a ministry, which, again, when I'm sending goofy jokes and cartoons to somebody, it's hard to label that as a ministry. It's just me having fun communicating with my friend. But but it's true. I mean, there are also lots of opportunities um, to brighten somebody's day, but also to share things that I've heard about at church, to share things that I've prayed about, to share things that I want prayers for. And um, so I was, I was looking forward to talking to Father Tobin about that. And he was the active leader of our parish when he passed away just three days after that conversation. That being said, I think I was very lucky to have known him. He was a priest, I believe, for 48 years. And while he did have some health problems, he was in his 70s and healthy and still working and still making a huge impact on this large parish. So I think that that is a life really well led. And the last thing that I want to talk about about Father Tobin is the Christmas gift that he shared with everyone in the parish. We were all given free copies of a book called I Heard God Laugh by Matthew Kelly. And I'm usually a pretty slow reader, but I read this book in maybe an hour. And when I read it, it's all about how to pray. And there are many, many different ways to pray. But I thought it was so well written the way that Matthew starts talking about when he was young, he would just pray and ask for favors. God, help this person. She's sick. Help me win this soccer game. Um, help me do this. Help me do that. And I think a lot of us pray that way. We pray for our intentions. We lift other people up in prayer. But um, I believe it was his godfather. It was a, you know, an older gentleman said, let's go to the church and let's pray. And he prayed in a really interesting way. First, he would read a verse and then just let them sit in contemplation of that verse, have a silent conversation with God about it. And then he would read another verse. 
and there was an opportunity to just think about it and and talk to God in your mind. And then he read another verse. And Matthew just said that the time flew by and he developed a way of praying that he could do in maybe 10 minutes a day. Maybe it would be longer, an hour, two hours. But in the book, he really encourages people to at least try to sit with God and pray for 10 minutes a day. And at one point in the book, he boiled it down to 153 words. He counted them. The author counted them, not me. Um, And I thought this would be so great to share with my pen pals, you know, those who are Catholic and those who are not. I mean, you don't even have to be Christian to appreciate this kind of prayer. And so I'm I'm going to boil it down to even fewer words for you real quick. The prayer process from Matthew Kelly. First, begin by thanking God in a personal dialogue for whatever you are most grateful for today. And so uh, I think that that's a really great way to start. Um, Number two, revisit the times in the past 24 hours that have been the most significant to you and contemplate what God was trying to tell you in those moments. Um, Oh, maybe, maybe I skipped ahead. Um, Number two is actually awareness of revisit the times when you were not the best version of yourself. Talk to God about those situations and what you learn from them. And number three is significant moments. Identify something that you experienced and what God might be trying to tell you in those moments. Four is peace. Um, This is right from the book. Ask God to forgive you for any wrong that you have committed against yourself, another person, or him, and fill you with a deep and abiding peace. Number five, freedom. Speak with God about how he is inviting you to change your life, that you may experience the freedom to be the best version of yourself. Number six is hearkening back to the way that many of us have prayed in the past. Um, Others, lift up to God anyone you feel called to pray for today, asking God to bless and guide them. And number seven, finish by praying the Our Father. So those of my, I did photocopy this page, and those of my pen pals who are not Christian, I just invited them to substitute a different prayer for the Our Father. And, you know, as I was making this copy from this free book, I thought how nice it is that Father Tobin doesn't just rest on his laurels. He doesn't just say, well, I have a really big parish and Merry Christmas. And aren't these decorations wonderful? I hope you all have a great time with your families. You know, he really strives to encourage us to read about different kinds of prayer, to read the Bible, to read about the saints, to explore different parts of the liturgy and different parts of our Catholic faith. Um, He has, now that there are all these COVID restrictions and and so many people can't come out of their homes, he has uh, a weekly rosary uh, prayer that he does with a different family every week on Zoom and teaches people about the mysteries that you are contemplating while praying the rosary. Every week he had a Zoom broadcast Um, with a different family discussing the upcoming gospel and what we can, at different stages in our lives, learn from these gospels. And like I said, every year he would give away a free book and encourage people to deepen their faith and strengthen their relationship with God. So I think that that was really beautiful. 
I know since he was the pastor of such a large church that it's difficult to serve that many people really, really well. But I think that he did do a very good job. So in honor of Father Tobin, I shall continue to write my pen pals. But now maybe keep in mind that this is a ministry that I am called to. I think we each have different skills that we get innately. And one of my skills is the ability to ramble on and on. And so hopefully the Holy Spirit is moving me to ramble on and on in an effective way with my pen pals. So with that, I think we've just about run out of time. I want to thank you so much for sharing the story of my friend, Father Tobin. And I'm going to ask you to tell everybody you know about the podcast. Do subscribe. And of course, as always, I'm Claire Aronson. Find your own friends in prison.